Jack. Yes. Give me a zest. Uh, zesty zipper zingo zango. Okay, yeah, well, we're live, so. <laughs> Good. I'm glad everyone heard that. Yeah, no, it was perfect. It's exactly <laughs> what I was looking for. So, word on the street is we had a, uh, a voicemail caller tonight. Uh, yikes. Okay. Yes, we do. <laughs> I see it. I don't know. That's just what my sources tell me. I'm not sure who it is. No, I got you. You know what? I probably should send out these links. Oh, yeah, for people to actually watch. Evening Pod Squad. Jack is indeed with us again this week, so you might notice that the chemistry is a little bit better. It's okay, Walters. We know that you're socially awkward. Week 13 in the NFL is upon us in the wildcard race. It's just starting to heat up. Don't look now, but the hometown team is in the playoff race conversation. Speaking of playoffs, we have one week left in the regular season until six teams from the Victoria's Secret Fantasy Football League head into the most anticipated matchups of the season. Walters and Jack are ready to go, so let's get this thing started. The victorious POD starts right now.
What up, what up, y'all? I think I'm unmuted. Yeah, I'm unmuted. <laughs> I, I did it. I did it. All right. What's up, everybody? My name is Ryan Walters. Uh, you are listening and watching the Victorious POD. I have my co-host back this week. That's right, Jack. Jack is here. Jack, say hello to everybody out there in YouTube land. Hello, all people. I'm just happy that I remembered to not meet myself as well. Perfect. We are going to try and go through this uh, whole episode without muting ourselves, and uh, we're just going to see if we can get on into it. So, what is it that you are seeing right now? You are seeing slash listening. You are listening to the Victorious POD. Who are we? We Well, I'm Walters. That's Jack. I just introduced us. Why are we here? We are here to talk about football and fantasy football, and most importantly, we are here to talk about the Victorious Secret Fantasy Football League, which is the greatest fantasy football league in all of the universe so thank you very much to all the fans we want to thank you for watching us here on youtube we want to thank you for listening to us on spotify on apple podcasts on uh iheart media iheart radio whatever it is we we love the fact that you're listening and that you are watching also i want to give a specific thank you out to garlic johnson you have been a huge help with the production of our podcast and we appreciate you greatly Levi Oki, he is the one responsible for making all this awesome, awesome artwork. You can see it here on all of our social media pages, and you can check it out on the stream. If you are interested in seeing more of Levi Oki's work, you can find him at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram. Please, please go check him out. Jack, how's it going tonight? It's good. It's good. Um, there's no Thursday Night Football, so I'm a little bored and bombed out but uh we get our football fix on right here uh, instead so i'm all good i'm hoping that uh well audio al he is he's doing his podcast tonight but if he's already done i'm really really hoping that he puts our stream up on the on the wall again like he did because that was that was that really was a dope. nice setup yes it was yes it was jack anything new or exciting going on uh over well thanksgiving thanksgiving is a little different for all of us i'm sure not a not the exact same thing. So um, we actually got surprised by getting a little mini kind of getaway thing with Christine's uh, grandparents. We did a road trip down to Missouri. So did a like a three-day thing and um, still obviously distant and staying safe and stuff. But uh, yeah, got to do something. So that was fun. How about you guys? Uh, yeah, no, we just, uh, like I said in the last pod, uh, played a little bit of Call of Duty early in the morning with my boys, and then uh, Nicole and I, we just enjoyed family time. Uh, you know, nice. drank a little beer, had a little bit of wine, you know, just enjoyed each other's company. It was it was a great time. So we did get a new uh, television, which is pretty dope. I don't know if you've seen it or heard about it. but I yeah. saw Yeah, I saw that in the group. It's pretty nice. Real uh, sharp. I, uh, first thing I watched, you want to know what the first thing I watched was? Was it actually football? It Well, it was. But that's not the point. The second thing I watched. <laughs> okay. The second thing I watched was our stream. And it, I have to say. Oh. Uh, in 4K, I look extremely pale. So I'm going to have to get a makeup <laughs> artist for this year. So get some makeup, a little cover up here. Yeah. it's The pale is real, brother. The pale is real. Mm. So uh, last week, we had a few technical difficulties in the beginning of our stream. Don't exactly know what happened, but there was a small portion of the podcast that was frozen. It was also on the um, podcast version as well. Some stuff we had to cut out. I don't exactly know what happened in hmm. post-production, but... Well, you we couldn't tell. I didn't yeah. even notice, so... Oh, well, I don't know. Cut Al was well. telling me. 
Al is telling me so. And then when I was listening back to the recorded version, because I have our, our audio bot going, it cut out probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, 30 or 40 seconds of, of our pod. Oh, that sucks. But whatever. Al's so, sabotaging, I think, from another podcast. He probably was. He was probably doing it from <laughs> outer space. Yeah, some friendly fire. Yeah, I, the whole time I was just like, why does Al sound like he's talking in a tin can up from outer space? It just sounded like... <laughs> just... So I don't know. I've tried talking to Al about this. I, I give Al some some audio advice from time to time. I give him a little bit of technical advice from time to time. And I have told him whatever filter he is using makes him sound like it's like echoey, spacey. I don't know what it is, but you don't need it. Get rid of it. Like, but I've, I've, I've never noticed it because I mean I listen to the Planet Ten Thousand Goons quite frequently when I can. So shout out to Al and Dave. But uh, I haven't noticed it that bad on his. Like it was much worse when he was on this one. So I don't know if he was doing something differently or maybe because he wasn't at his own. I don't know. Like it was a telecommuting pod. I don't know what happened, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. Usually you sound great, Al. So I don't mean this is a bad thing. Usually you sound good on your own pod. So we'll get it figured out. We'll get it figured yeah. out. So, all right. Uh, with nothing else going on, we are going to move into our fan interaction zone. Uh, how to find us and how to get involved. Well, we're here on YouTube. If you're watching us, thank you. We appreciate it. If you are on YouTube and not subscribing to us, please subscribe to us. A hundred follows will get us our own custom URL, which is sweet. Last time I checked, we were at 51 subs, so you know what that means, right? Yes, we are still halfway there. Um, I think we're stuck at 51, so if there is anybody out there who likes what they hear, or maybe they don't like what they hear and they want to just um, annoy people that they don't like, uh, send us our link. I mean, we'll take all subscribers. It doesn't matter. Tell them to subscribe to our link, and uh, we would love to be able to get to 100. Normally, we stream here on Thursdays at 6.30. Lately, it's been running a little bit late, but that's all right. So if you are watching us here live, please hit us up in the chat box. We will respond to your chats. If you're not watching live and you want to comment on our video or uh, whatever, please, please comment on our video, and we'll bring it up in the next episode. If you're not a YouTuber and you don't like the YouTube thing, you can find us on podcast platforms like as uh like i stated earlier our main podcast hub is www.anchor.fm slash the victorious pod there you can leave us a voicemail and we will play your voicemail we do have a listener voicemail uh later in the show um if you don't like anchor there um there are multiple platforms that you can find us on spotify google Podcasts, apple podcast amazon and iHeartRadio. Um, I don't think we're going to be having any more platforms coming, but if there's a new big one, we will put ourselves out there on it. So if you want to write us an email, you can write us an email at victoriouspod at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at victoriouspod, and we will interact with you there as well. I think I went through all the social media stuff. So Jack, you know what time it is, brother. You know what time it is? I know what time it is. Uh... It sounds like it's a tasty time. It is tasty time. Exactly. Jack, what are you snacking on this week? What are you drinking? Well, I can't, uh, I can't keep up with you because I know you've always got your fancy, cool, amazing sounding beer. So I'm just, uh, just a little water right now in my Yeti cup. I just got done working out right before this and I'm trying to 
chug water as much as I can before I pass out. But there you go. on the food side, um, Christine was super nice. On the way home from work today, she picked up Subway for the two of us for lunch. Oh. And Subway's fine. It's already gone. Don't worry. But uh, you get a couple of cookies when you do their meal. And there's these new uh, caramel brownie cookies that just look amazing and they taste even better. So I'm going I'm to be eating these. Oh, here. Not fair. Not a fan? Not fair. Oh. Not fair. Mm. By the way, the double chocolate chip that's that's my goat for they Subway were cookies. <laughs> I was so bummed. What are you doing, Subway? All right, so this week, no fancy snacks. Uh, Nicole spoiled me way too much over Thanksgiving. I'm rocking a couple chewy granola bars and hanging out with my new favorite other blonde, not Jack Vickers, but I've got the Loopland uh, Apricot Blonde. Um, real smooth tasting beer, real nice, uh, easy drinking. Plus, it has... 0.6% more alcohol than the KFAN beer. So if you're looking for that buzz, let's go. So for all the viewers out in the world, plus just me, cause I need new beers. Where do you get yours? Do you have some kind of subscription that comes in month to month? Do you just find random cans? Uh, no. Yeah. I just, um, well, I go to the Coburn's liquor store or I have just other liquor stores. You can find the KFAN beer or these, uh, this is from Lupulin, which is brewed here in big Lake, Minnesota. Uh, and they distribute um, a lot of their four packs. It's a, it's a, they're a bunch of four packs that you can find at uh, different breweries. So uh, nice. definitely would say go check out Lupulin Brewing. They have everything from IPAs to stouts. Um, I know that they do Oktoberfest. Um, I love Lupulin Brewery. So if Lupulin wanted to hop on and uh, give us a sponsor, we would, we would love to have <laughs> yeah, them as a I sponsor. Mean... I drink their beer all day, and I'd I'd had every every segment be sponsored by them if if we wanted we, to. Yeah, we'd never I, make it through a show. We'd just be halfway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jack, what's going on this week in the NFL? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, the biggest thing that I think was talked about both in our group, me and in a lot of people, was COVID. Was uh, I mean, once again affecting. That's nothing new, but it it took a little bit farther this week where we almost had some games actually get canceled so credit to the nfl i mean granted they're all doing it just for the money but uh they haven't had a game actually be canceled yet which i don't know if we would have expected when the season started but we did have some close calls um we had the denver new orleans game affected greatly when basically their entire quarterback room was taken out of the game and uh they had to start like a practice squad wide receiver quarterback and then the pittsburgh baltimore game got moved from thanksgiving afternoon i believe to sunday to tuesday to Wednesday and it finally happened, but yeah, it was a whole lot of, whole lot of waiting and seeing. So it's all about market size, bro. Yeah, of course. Um, I know Katie in particular would say this if she was on, but uh, I think there was a little bit of a little frustration with how the NFL handled one game versus the other. I mean, basically it was just like the vibe that it came out as was, Oh, the Ravens have some players missing. Well, we'll just move it as far as we can. And then look at that. The, I think Dobbins and Ingram were almost active. Like they could have played, but they ended up keeping them off. But uh, the Denver game was, Oh, Hey, we have our first string and second string and third string and backup QB all out. And they were like, you're fine. Just go play. So I don't know if you had any thoughts on that one, but it was a little interesting how that kind of played out. I'm disappointed in the NFL. Um, they, they're not being consistent in what they do. You know, if you have, I, I don't know if it's because of the number of players that they had, but if you have positions that are severely affected uh, by COVID and you have to trot a practice squad wide receiver out to be your quarterback, which, by the way, 
I saw the stats on that. It was not pretty. So I feel for Katie and all Denver Bronco fans out there. I would much rather have seen that game pushed back. Double night or double header on a Tuesday night. And, you know, whatever you need to do, a Wednesday night, whatever. You know, uh, the NFL needs to show consistency uh, w- regarding their um, the way that they're going to re- the handle the the COVID games. You know, so that that was my first thing on there. Uh, number two, I believe Al said it best um, in the in the group chat. He said that uh, money is uh, or COVID is not affected by money. I believe that is what he said. So the NFL is just. You know, the money, the money cow that they are they're you know, they're not going to move. They're not going to cancel any of their games for COVID and they're not going to worry about COVID because there's too much money. And when there's too much money, you're just not going to get affected by COVID. So that's kind of my perception on the NFL right now is that the NFL is not only I believe they're being greedy because they want to have all the money that they have to keep. But I also feel that they're not being consistent in what they do when it comes to how games are handled when people or teams are affected by COVID. So the NFL is, I think they're taking a lot of grief right now. And it's not just from little guys like us. I mean, I think the national media has been stomping them as well. So, you know, keep hitting them hard. I mean, the NFL has to learn that they, their agenda is not number one. Yeah, they must, they make the most money, but you know, pull your head out of your ass. So that's, that's just my thing on it. So. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I think, Obviously, this is unknown territory and everybody like small business, big business, small businesses, big businesses, people every day like you and me are figuring stuff out. And it's different and things are changing constantly. So it's tough to know. But I mean, with how big the NFL is, I mean, and just the the people they have on payroll, the offices, like the large amounts of employee network, you'd think they'd have some kind of contingencies laid in place. Like, I'm okay if we have to do this whole things get postponed or pushed back or if a game game does have to get canceled and you go by winning percentage and, you know, the. Steelers Ravens don't play their game or there's been talk about like adding a week 18. I mean, I'm okay with whatever you have to do, but I think you said it well, it's just, it's gotta be as consistent as it can be. I know it's not going to be a one size fits all with every team and every different teams have to do different travel lengths or play at different times or whatever, but you got to show something. I know a big part of it was they talked about, or at least the NFL came out and said that, um, a big part of why they didn't push the Broncos game back was because it was strictly just contained in the quarterback room. Whereas the Ravens, it felt like there was a new guy every single day that was coming out with it, which is like, I completely get that because you have to look at the safety of the other team, like the Steelers, for example, if they're like, well, the Ravens can't get it under control. We don't want to put the Steelers in jeopardy. Fine. Totally makes sense. But it's frustrating to me because in that situation, it sounds like, I mean, it could have been a fluke thing. It might not have been under their control, but it sounds like the Broncos handled it the right way. They had it contained and then everybody else ceased contact. Three of the four quarterbacks were actually just on the high risk, close contact. They didn't even test positive for it, but they were just like, nope, we'll, we'll take them out. We don't want to risk it. Whereas the Ravens, like they had their strength and conditioning coach not wearing a mask. Three running backs got um, diagnosed with it. Then different, different players. It's like, well, you're only helping the team now that, isn't doing their job. So I would have looked at a situation. I mean, like you can't just make that call in the middle of the week, but like I would have been okay if the start of the season, if they said something like, Hey, you know what, if it's been shown that one team is directly the problem and they're being caused as the problem, cause they're not taking precautions. Like, do they get a forfeit? Do like, why are we, why are we helping them out? So that's my two cents on it too. That is well stated. Um, we have beat this subject uh, pretty much to death. So let's move on. We've, we've talked about COVID enough this year? Oh, okay. Enough. Um, 
Number number two, the only other big one that I had from this last week that I was watching, um, a lot of you guys probably have already seen it by now, but Joe Burrow went down for the season. He is out. He uh, tore just about everything you can in your knee and is having reconstructive surgery for it. So I believe it's happening soon once, obviously, like a few weeks when the swelling and stuff goes down. But he is completely out, which is a bummer. I mean, this number one pick, he wasn't lighting it up by any means, but I think we all can agree he looked really good and looked good for the future. I mean, you can only do so much when you're going to the worst team. It's kind of what I've said all year is he went to the Bengals for a reason. They, they did not do well last year and they needed help. So um, it's a bummer. You hope that he comes back well and can continue to kind of turn that team around. They'll get another high draft pick this year. So maybe they can get some line protection so he doesn't get hit on every other play. Um, but looking forward in the NFL, kind of what does that mean for this season? I think it was kind of a, a clear it was clear to most of us that Herbert had surpassed Joe Burrow in the QB rookie race. So it's kind of just going to be going to be watching the rest of the season these last five weeks or so. Does Herbert run away with rookie of the year? Or I think probably the next closest shot to me, at least, is Justin Jefferson not being a homer. But Justin versus Justin, I think Jefferson's lit it up where he's done about as well as you can in the rookie of the year race for a non-quarterback. So what's it going to take for him to surpass um, Herbert or is Herbert just going to lock it up? Yeah, I uh, I think when it comes to rookies of the year, especially this this type of award, this individual award, it's gonna go to the player who who impacted the outcome of their team's wins, losses, or just overall uh, performance of the team. And quarterback is is like like we've stated before, is such a position where your team either thrives or it it is just um it is not doing anything. Uh, because of your quarterback. So I think that's where um, Herbert has the, the upper hand is because he is the quarterback of his team. Question for you, was Randy Moss, was he the rookie of the year when he came out? I believe he was. That's a great question, though. I feel like I should know that as a, a Vikings fan. Yeah, but, me too. Uh... I'm kind of embarrassed. Um, so my, my question for you is, is let's start looking at and I, I know this might sound absurd. I'm not comparing him in his whole career, but just as the rookie season, let's take a look at what Moss and what Jefferson are doing statistically. And they might be similar, but I think the fact that Randy Moss, when he came out, uh, he was so dynamic as a receiver. He just blew the lid off of everybody, um, everybody's defense. I mean, nobody could... Nobody could stop him, and it seems like that is the main difference between Justin Jefferson and what Randy Moss did when he got his Rookie of the Year um, award. And that right there is another nail in Jefferson's coffin is that, yeah, Jefferson's been a solid receiver. He's put up great numbers. He's putting up a bunch of touchdowns. He's having close to the same amount of uh, statistical uh, success as what Randy Moss did, Um, but he is – I just – I feel like – the electric level and the level that he destroys defenses is just not on par with what Randy Moss did. So that that's kind of my two thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, fun fact, Moss did win 98. I looked it up quick to make sure. I thought, Perfect. but um, the, the big factor is a lot of, I was just kind of reading some stuff here, but a lot of people are saying like Justin Jefferson's, I mean, he's he's been amazing. I think he's top 10 receivers and touchdowns and like yards per route run like a bunch of key statistics and everything and he's getting better um where i think he after we like nine weeks in he was on pace to get 1400 yards receiving total which is amazing it would be really really great but moss apparently in his rookie 
season had a uh, 17 touchdowns, and that is a record that probably won't be broken. So even with Jefferson doing well, I don't think he's going to get enough of the target share to have close to that, but definitely could could set himself apart from most rookie receivers. Yep, yep, I I totally agree. Um, so are are you are you still thinking that Herbert's going to take it? Uh, rookie of the year candidate can't uh, be the rookie of the year. I think. I think at this point, I mean, especially with Burrow down, I, like you said, with quarterbacks, I think he's it's kind of his to lose, barring some kind of collapse or something like that in the last few weeks where he has a rough game. But this dude's been crazy consistent every week. I think he's top 10 in quarterback, like most of the quarterback rankings as well. And, I mean, he's a rookie, so it takes, like, a decent season. Like, I don't think a quarterback should just win it versus an equally so-so running back or receiver. But, like, he's doing better than – over half the quarterbacks in the league and he's a rookie. So I think it's his to lose. I think Jefferson would be my second pick, but there also haven't been like a ton of standout guys like CEH and Jonathan Taylor weren't lights out like we thought they would be. So nope. I think it's kind of a two horse race with Herbert Herbert definitely having the lead. If you had to name a third, who would be your third? I know my third, but I'm, I could be, I could be off base as well. I am conflicted between two. Um, they're both not quarterbacks or receivers. I, I think it's like recency bias Gibson, Antonio Gibson for the uh, Washington football team just lit it up on Thanksgiving day. And I really like him and I liked him coming out of college. So I probably would pick him more with my heart, but if I had my head, I think James Robinson, who's an undrafted rookie out of Jacksonville has just been lighting it up and he's been more dominant. So probably him. Yep. I would say, I would say Robinson's a good pick because he falls into that mold when, um, he, he what he does is affecting the team more in a positive way than than what any other rookie is doing on, on yeah, the team. So. He's he's the only guy in Jacksonville doing anything right now. Cor- so. Correct. All right. Right on. All right. We got the game right, of the week. On. What's going on with the game of the week? Yes. Uh, game of the week. I picked kind of an interesting one this week. It's two teams that I don't think we would have expected to be where they are currently, but the Browns are heading to the Titans this week. They're both eight and three by some miracle, but um, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like neither of them really feel like an eight and three team. Like there's seven and five and six and six teams that feel a little bit more threatening to me where it's like, they seem like they're going to be good ones that end up getting bounced in the playoffs, but I, I could be wrong. The Titans had a decent run last year. Um, they both have very similar offensive game plans where Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry are just both dominant when they've been playing in games this year. Um, Chubb, I know, was out for a while, but in the games he's come back, he's had three straight 100-yard games. So very, very tough to stop both of them. Um, for me, I don't know that I feel great about either one. I feel like I would probably have to lean Tennessee because I just feel like I'm a little bit more confident in them. But that being said, the Browns were talking about a team that was – um, winless before Baker got there. And then they only had, you know, a handful of wins last year. I don't remember if it was five, six or what, but if they can pull this off and beat Tennessee, who was a, a playoff contender last year, I feel like this will kind of finally be the point where I'm like, okay, I believe in Cleveland. Like they're legit. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, uh, fun fact, I haven't put this in the notes yet, but I am picking Tennessee over Cleveland this week. So, Oh, look at that segue. Yeah, buddy, but we're we're not there quite yet. <laughs> so uh, before before we get into it, um, I got we got a little bit of uh, <laughs> we got a little bit of fan interaction here in the live chat. So, um, oh, what a coin! Uh, I can't, I don't know what his whole name. He says Tampa Bay's quarterback is pretty good. I think he's a rookie. 
I said most definitely. Ha ha ha. But Foster says T. Higgins has been pretty good, and I would have to agree. T. Higgins has been uh, a very good wide receiver for Cincinnati this year. And then uh, uh, shout out to Foster. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And then Connor. Connor says Gibson. He he loves Gibson this year. So shout out to Connor. Thank you so much for uh, interacting mm-hmm. with us on the pod. Jack, agree, what is your Connor. game? What is your uh, game of the week to avoid? What do you not want to watch? Uh, I 100% don't want to watch the other half of the NFC North. Um, our division, I think the Packers are running away with it, but the Vikings have shown flashes lately. Meanwhile, the other two teams are just kind of falling apart. The uh, Lions are playing the Bears this weekend. I am very confident that both of them are going to miss the playoffs. I mean, the Lions are pretty much out, but I don't think there's any way the Bears hang on. They'd at this point have to go through us, and I just don't think they've shown anything where, like, we might not even make the playoffs, so there's no reason they should. Not a whole lot of fantasy excitement. I mean, Galladay's been out for, it feels like, the entire season at this point, so he might be back this week, but he's he's been possibly coming back every single week that I can remember. Um, DeAndre Swift still has a concussion. He might play. The Bears have Allen Robinson, who, in my opinion, is, like, a top – five to ten receiver in the league but they can't get him in the ball i like it's ugly sloppy football apparently they're going to be starting trubisky again and i just i don't i don't want any part of this so unless you got a player in there i don't don't turn this game on yeah yeah um i'm not watching that game at all all right we're going to be moving on to the minnesota vikings this week last week actually carolina came to town teddy came to town didn't really look that great but we love seeing him start anyway Carolina lost to the Minnesota Vikings 27 to 28. And I thought I was going to have a heart attack at the end of the game. Um, What did you see in this game? Do you think the Vikings really deserve to win this game? Um, What did, what exactly do you, did you see? I think we deserve to win the game just based on the game overall, but how we played i mean the fact that we we muffed that punt and then still somewhat held him to a field goal we definitely didn't deserve at that point um i feel like that shows more of a bad reflection on like matt rule the the head coach of carolina i mean he's a rookie coach granted but like carolina should have won the game at that point um but to my to my earlier thing i said i don't think that they really proved that they should have won the game overall just based on the only fact that they were in it was two back to back scoop and score fumble touchdowns i think by the same same guy um the rookie like jeremy chin if i remember his name right which like that's 14 points that right there that's over half their points scored so like take that away we don't even need the two minute drive at the end so uh the vikings definitely played better to me um cousins lit it up again he he's in my opinion should be getting november player of the month um, for the NFC. I don't know if he will. He did just get the player of the week award. He has the number one passer rating in the NFL in November with like a 124 or something. Um, this past game, he throws 34 for 45, 307 yards, three touchdowns and no picks again. And that's with Adam Thielen out and Irv Smith, who I feel like are at least two of his top five options. Thielen's 1A or 1B and Irv is four to five. So missing some of your guys and including being in a game where cook really didn't dominate like he has, he, had, he took a shot and was injured. Um, so cook, or cousins kind of had to put the team on his back there a little bit. Um, I think we were down by two scores or like a score and a half. And he leads a 75 yard drive, 11 plays to close the gap. And then we get the ball back and he leads another 75 yard drive in 65 seconds to take the lead. So all the talks about Kirk not being clutch, this was about, all you could ask for. I mean, like, this is what we were hoping. This is like the height of what we're counting on 
him being able to do. So it's, it's great seeing him string a few different games together like this, where he's had hundred plus passer ratings back to back to back and really, really shown that he's not just like a game manager. He can do it in the right situations. So good job play calling to, to set him up to be able to do that. I agree. Kirk was on fire. Um, I, that's, that's one of the reasons I have been a, a Kirk supporter. Um, he, I mean, I know that we talk sometimes about, is he, is he the guy? Is he the, is he the dude that's going to be able to bring you to where you need to go? There are some obvious big flaws with Kirk Cousins, um, especially if you get up in his face, he's going to get flustered. But if you give him time, he is accurate and he has got a cannon. He will be able to get you the ball, which is why I believe that Thielen and Jefferson, and even when Diggs is here, um, that those guys were so successful here in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins has been the best quarterback we have had since Brett Favre, and there's no doubt about it. So for all you haters out there, just leave him alone. All right, so... Quick question here from uh, Connor Harold, uh, going back to um, the Bears and Detroit game. He says, do you like Montgomery this week against another terrible run defense? I was looking at his stats, and last week he put up a monster game against Green Bay. He put up 20, 20 points, in, according to our league's uh, scoring. And it seems here that he usually hovers right around the, uh, the, the double-digit mark. Uh, he's got a low score a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, facing the Tennessee Titans where he had 2.2 but I would say that I would think that he would be good for at least a uh, running back two or um, if you have if you're just stacked at running backs definitely put him in your flex I would say against Detroit it is worth it just know that since Detroit's head coach has been fired those players might play with a little bit more fire Jack what do you think about that yeah, I mean, he's been one of the more consistent guys as far as running backs go throughout the year. I was listening to another uh, another podcast, and they were talking about how he will just get you RB2 numbers no matter what. The dude has no ceiling. He's never really has games where he goes out for multiple touchdowns or gets like 20-plus points, but he also doesn't just flop for the most part and get three, four, five points. Um, most of that is just driven on volume, but this past week he had – playing against the Packers, he had like a 9.4 yards per carry. I mean, he broke the 100-yard mark, and he did it in limited carries. So really good impact there. Also, I don't think he's a great receiving back, but, I mean, no tree Cohen equals he's going to get some passes thrown his way. So I think he's safe, and I think Detroit is not anything special. Um, Big question will be if they somehow get Galladay back, you could see Detroit putting up some points easier. But if not, I don't expect them to be winning, and so I expect the Bears to kind of be feeding him more. So, um Long story short, too lazy didn't read. Connor, if it helps, I am actually starting Montgomery in our uh, DFS league that we're playing. He's one of my guys this week, so I like it. Right on. All right, we're going to transition back to Minnesota. Minnesota is playing Jacksonville this week at 12 p.m. on Sunday. Jack, how do you feel about this game in short sentences? (laughs) In short sentences. Like two Um, words. If I had to compare this to (laughs) another game, I feel the exact same way as when we were playing the Cowboys coming up to it. It's a game that there's no reason we should lose. Um, if we can't figure it out, I don't think we deserve to be contenders anyway. I think I said that about the Dallas game too. So this is one of those you have to win, especially after dropping another one. Um, Jaguars are starting Mike Glennon, even despite Gardner being healthy. So yeah, yeah, no no fear there. Uh, DJ Shark's been banged up for weeks now. Um, that really only leaves James Robinson, who's great. But I think if we can just focus on him, that's all they got. Um, we get Thielen back. Jefferson seems like a wide receiver one. He could even be the number one option over Thielen. Cousins, like I talked about, is on fire. Um, and this has all been without Cook having a good couple of weeks. So, I mean, if he can do decently, 
I don't think there's any reason we should lose. I expect us to be able to put up 30 plus, probably like 31 against the Jags defense. That's pretty meh. And uh, barring our defense all of a sudden taking a step down, I don't think we should have any problems here. Has run defense been a problem for us this year? Or not like elite like we have been in the past, but we've definitely gotten better the last like four or five weeks or so. Um, it's probably skewed because our past defense has been so bad that teams don't usually try to run the ball. They just try to throw. But I think we're good enough to stop when you don't have to worry about a lot of receiving threats. As long as the guy who is out on the field for the Vikings defense who didn't jump out of the way, he doesn't jump out of the way for the running backs, you know, like a couple weeks ago against uh, Dallas Cowboys when uh... – Oh, who was it who ran that, who ripped that big one off? I can't even remember. Pollard. It was, uh, yeah, Pollard. Yeah, Tony Pollard ripped that big one off. Yeah. The guy just like, it was the worst alligator tackle mm-hmm. I've ever, I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to yeah. move on to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Kansas City played the Tampa Bay Bucks this last weekend. Mahomes went off for 462 yards. He had three touchdowns to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had 269 yards. Um, these guys are just insane. Um, it's tough to beat guys like this when they're putting up numbers like that. Jack, though, your guy Brady did all right. What did he do this past week? Unless you need me to keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, he did fine fantasy wise. Like the stats by the end of the day were good. I think he had 345 yards and three touchdowns, but he did have two interceptions that both came in the second half, um, which pretty much sealed it. I think they were down 17 points in the fourth quarter and he brought them back with two drives scoring to bring them within 24 to 27, but they never got the ball back. So, I mean, he did really, really well to try to come back, but I think uh, one of those two interceptions is probably what cost it. I mean, if you don't do that, you at least are going to probably tie the game. So um, impressed. I didn't, I did not expect them to win against the chiefs coming into this game, but I feel like at least making it as close as they did was, was decent. Um, they're only seven and five now. So that kind of worries me. So I feel like we got to get some, some wins back on the board here and get the momentum turned around, but they have played three other top playoff teams in the last four weeks with losses to the saints Rams and chiefs. So, I mean, you've played good competition. There's a reason, but like you hope you would be able to beat some of them to have confidence beating them in the playoffs too. Yep. All right. Um, this week, uh, actually, no, I have one question for you. Uh, who is currently winning? Belichick or Brady? It's tough to say because he's done, his team has not done well in the last couple of weeks, but I feel like firmly Brady has proven it. I mean, if you look at records alone, yes, granted, the Patriots have gotten a couple of wins in their last three weeks. So I think they're at five wins now. The Patriots are seven, but um, I think a lot of people, like everybody I've always heard, even just in our group alone, talks about Brady being like a system quarterback and it's only because of Belichick's great scheming, blah, blah. And Brady can't do anything. He dinks and dunks. He can't throw deep. Brady's throwing deep. I think he's the second most air yards in the NFL currently this season. Granted, he's got some interceptions, but uh, Arians likes to, to kind of risk it and force plays it in there. So that was kind of expected. Um, Brady's putting up really, really good statistical numbers in most of the games. Whereas Granted, maybe Cam Newton's not the right fit, but like the way that they've talked about in the past, Belichick's so good, he should be able to put another quarterback in there and at least do decently. And they really haven't. Like their offense has been non-existent. So I think I expected Brady to do well being a Brady fan, but I also expected Belichick to make this Patriots team look better than they were, and they really haven't. So um, we'll see. But I have always been on the Brady side in that debate. Right on. Okay. 
We have this week for Tampa Bay, they are on bye week 13, the worst time to ever have a bye when you want all of your players to be available to get you into the fantasy playoffs. Week 13 buys, we got to petition the NFL to scrap week 13 buys. <laughs> um, I do see in the notes here, though, Jack, that after this week, they will have four winnable games versus Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit, and Atlanta one more time. So you believe that they should easily be a top wildcard team and have an easier schedule than the Saints uh, so they can put in the division race. Looking here. At the group chat, Belichick does have five wins with garbage players, says Foster. Uh, do you have anything to say to Foster about that? I mean, it's true, but what's the difference this year? Literally, the only change is Brady's flopped out for Newton. So, I mean, Brady was playing with those garbage players year after year. He had the same Rex Burkhead, James White, Damian Harris running backs last year. I mean, granted, they're missing Julian Edelman, but... I don't know that Julian's the big factor, like takeover game. He was Brady's reliable target, but Brady had for at least the last several years, the same crappy receivers, which is part of what he said is why he left. Cause every year he was like, give me some help. Go get me another guy. Get me a, like a one wide receiver, one type of player draft somebody. And they just wouldn't. So I agree. I mean, Belichick's still doing definitely well with what he has, but this is basically the same offense Brady played with last year. And well, Newton's not any Brady Brady had to deal with the same crap before. Yep. So that's my two I cents, Foster. Right on. All right, so we are going to be moving on to the NFL Pick'em, Walters versus Jack, but now we have four new players as well. Last week, Jack, <laughs> well, everybody picked New York Giants, except for uh, Dave, uh, who picked Atlanta. Everybody got their picks right, except for me. I picked the Los Angeles Rams over the San Francisco 49ers, and that did not work out well for me, but that's all right. Uh, Jack, you are nine and two this year. I am five and six. I am three and one since uh, Dave, Alex, Garlic, and Josh have entered the ring. Dave is three and one. Alex is three and one. Josh is three and one. But Garlic, he is four and zero. Oh. So, congratulations to Garlic. This week, Dave is picking Detroit over Chicago. Alex is picking Miami over Cincinnati. Garlic is picking Miami over Cincinnati. And wouldn't you know it? Josh is picking Miami over Cincinnati as well. Jack, who are you picking this week? I wanted to do Miami over Cincinnati because <laughs> they all separately, again, they always text me and I don't think any of them talk on their own because I text them individually, but they all sent that in within like 10 minutes of me asking. And I'm like, okay. Um, I already <laughs> used Miami, so I am picking the Raiders over the Jets. The Raiders got smoked by the Falcons and Carr did nothing last week, but they're I playing agree. the Jets, so... All right, right on. Like I said earlier, I am picking uh, Tennessee over, oh, my God. Um, Cleveland. Cleveland, thank you. Yes, geez. I am just awful. I didn't have this written down in the notes, Jack. If you want to write it down in the notes right there, that'd be Yep, I got you. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, awesome. So we are going to be going on with that, which means we are going to be moving into our fantasy outlook portion of the program. We are going to be kicking it off here with injury prone. So we're going to get started here with Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews. They're all on the COVID-19 reserve list. Hopefully they'll return this week, but we don't know. Dalvin Cook has an ankle. He was limited in practice. Carson Cook, eh. Chris Carson with a foot was limited in practice. 
Julio has a hamstring. He did not practice today. DeAndre Swift is still in concussion protocol. He did not practice today. Hayden Hurst has an ankle. He was limited. Kenny Galladay with a hip did not practice today. Zach Ertz with an ankle practiced for the first time since week six. Jack, you must be happy about that. Daniel Jones with a hamstring did not practice today. CEH had an illness. He did not practice today. Todd Gurley with a knee injury. He was limited in practice. Kyler Murray with his shoulder was limited in practice, and we're almost done here. Kareem Hunt with a thigh was limited in practice. Josh Jacobs with an ankle did not practice this week. DJ Chark with ribs was limited, and David Johnson is still in concussion protocol. He was oh he was designated to return from IR today, and Calvin Ridley he was limited, but he's expected to suit up. Sorry, Jack, I was so boring that you fell asleep. We're going to be moving no, on to the. You. It's just oh. so many injuries. Oh, I know it's stupid. We're going to be moving on to the tater tot hot take. Jack, quickly, what happened a couple weeks ago in the tater tot yes. hot take? <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, I tossed out that Kyler Murray would outplay Russell Wilson in their head-to-head game uh, two Thursday nights ago and continue to show his strong case why he should at least be a top three MVP candidate. I was correct barely by uh, this much. Uh, Kyler had 20.3 points and Russell had 20.1. So uh, correct. Um, Russell's had a down few weeks now, like three weeks in a row of being kind of eh. So I feel like Kyler's at least in the category still of uh, MVPs. I mean, it's clearly being Mahomes as a runaway favorite right now, but uh, Kyler's up there. So I gave myself the win there. Right. Uh, number two, I said that Dalvin would separate himself as the rushing leader over Derrick Henry. Um, he was eight yards ahead coming into that game. I thought he'd be 50 yards ahead by the time it was over. Uh, incorrect. Henry had 133. Dalvin still had 115 that week. So great. But I mean, can't separate yourself. I was counting on Henry maybe having like a 60 yard game and that didn't happen. Plus he's dominated the last two weeks now. So he's at 1257 yards versus cooks 1130 with cook having a couple injuries. So hopefully cook can catch him. It'd be cool to see him actually win a rushing title, but Henry is a beast. Correct. And then number three, I said Rogers would not be a top 10 quarterback this week. Um, I think they were playing the Colts at the time. If I remember right. Uh, incorrect. They did lose the game, but he was QB. Six. Oh, yeah, it was um, he only, he only had 21 points. So, I mean, it wasn't like he was a light up or anything, but uh, a lot of other quarterbacks like Russell Wilson included had down weeks that week. So he, he was QB six by default. Right on. What's going on this week. What are your tater tot hot takes this week? Number three, I got one for each position here. Uh, not tight ends. Don't even bother. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterbacks. I'm going to guess that Kirk cousins is going to continue his dominance with a 23 plus points. So 23 or more point performance this week, uh, which would actually be tied for the second highest he's had all season. Okay. So going against the Jacksonville, um, the only thing that'll stop that I think is if we just get up by a lot and run, but I think Kirk has looked good and should keep rolling. Okay. Number two running backs wise. I think uh, Nick Chubb, who the Browns and the Titans we talked about are playing each other. I think Nick Chubb is going to outrush King Henry this week, despite Henry being the rushing leader. Um, I am sure, don't get me wrong, I love Henry, and I just traded for him in another league. I'm sure he will have a great week, but I think Chubb will outrush him because Chubb has also had, like I said, 300-yard-plus games since he came back. Number three, wide receivers. This is a little bit more bold, hot out there, but uh, I'm guessing Brandon Cooks is going to be a wide receiver one this week. Obviously, a lot of you guys have heard Will Fuller just got suspended for the season, but Deshaun Watson has looked amazing since Bill O'Brien got fired. Um, the Colts defense is very good who they're playing, but they tend to have like their only weakness seems to be deeper routes or air yardage. So people try to throw deep on them and get like one big completion. So I think Brandon Cooks will be a top 12 wide receiver. Okay. 
Um, I like that last one, actually, by the way. So, uh, swimming upstream, we have that going on. So we're going to switch on over to this right here. Now you can see these wonderful graphics that we have come up with. Last week, uh, sorry, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm a growing boy. My voice is cracking. Carson Wentz, 19 points last week. His exact projection. He looked much worse, but his rushing and his Hail Mary TD bailed him out there. Um, Jack, you say you've fallen off the wagon the last couple weeks, but, you know, I'm looking at the uh, season long and, well, you're still in fourth place. I mean, that's, that's pretty good, right? That's awesome. I mean, I'll take it. I'm glad I've held on. It would have been nice to have a couple of big weeks these last couple and maybe move up and catch some people that are above me. But staying in fourth, it's already a miracle. So I'll, I'll take it despite Carson doing his best to stop me. Yeah. Um, if, if, if you do happen to do that, uh, I congratulations. But I mean, trying to run away from these guys is going to be insane. So why don't you talk to me a little bit about what it is that you want to do this week with your streaming quarterbacks? Uh, this week, just looking at a few of the guys we have on that column there. Uh, I definitely don't love Trebensky, even versus Detroit. I have zero confidence and faith in him. Um, looked at Ryan Tannehill, too, because he's had some really good weeks, but they are getting Miles Garrett back in this game. And like I said before, I think it's going to be a running game back and forth. Cleveland likes to run the ball a lot, and so I don't think Tannehill will have a lot of opportunities. Uh, Derek Carr screwed me over in Dynasty, so I'm not picking him out of spite. And Carson Wentz, I can't justify picking him three weeks in a row after he's looked bad but been bailed out by some fantasy luck, so I, I'm scared. Um, so I am actually going to double down kind of what I talked about before. I already said in the hot take that I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a solid week. So I'm going to pick him. Uh, like I said before, I'm worried that we get up by too much where he doesn't get the opportunities, but I think bare minimum, he's, even if he doesn't throw for 350 and three again, I think he should at least be able to have 250 touch, uh, passing yards and a couple of touchdowns. Um, just big factors, whether he throws a pick or not, but I think, Jefferson has been looking amazing and has the potential to be a game breaker and Kirk should be a safe pick. So I'm hoping somewhere in the 18 to 20 range, at least, but my, my hot take is that he gets 23 or more. Okay. Right on, right on. We are going to be going into purchase or pass last week, week 12. Uh, I, uh, I proposed that Matt Ryan would score 20 plus points this last week against the Las Vegas Raiders. He did it four times this year, and he has scored under seven points twice this year as well. I purchased it. I was wrong. Jack and Alex both, both passed on it. They were correct. Uh, the next one I put up was Antonio Brown versus Casey uh, with double-digit fantasy points or would score at least one touchdown. He had no touchdowns, and he had single-digit points. Everybody purchased that, and we were all terribly wrong. Jack, I love the dog, and we will get that to that in just one second here. Gus Edwards last week versus Pittsburgh would finish above his projection of 11.9 fantasy points this past week. Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins were both out this week, but that didn't matter that uh, Gus Edwards only had seven points this last week. I passed on it. Alex passed on it. Jack purchased it. Unfortunately, Jack was wrong. And then Alex proposed that Jay's numbers in the combine would be better than mine. Um, we have to see. I mean, we're, I mean, it's going to be a little bit before that comes out. Just to recap, I purchased it, and Alex and Jack both passed on it. Jack, that was your dog that you brought up on camera. Uh, what was your dog's, or what is your dog's name? Was. Uh, <laughs> I'm Chloe sorry. Is, is her name. Chloe, okay. She is... 
just over a year, I believe in a week actually is uh, one year from when we got her. So she's amazing. She's a half um, Australian ship or she's an Australian border collie. So mixed between those two and she has energy 25 hours of the day. She's never satisfied with fetch, even if I play for three hours and anytime I'm on the phone or the podcast, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you might've been seeing me violently shake around. That's because she forces me to play tug of war with her. So that's, oh, uh, that's, that's, that's why funny. I hear her growling. All of a sudden I'm like, I'm hearing yeah. this dog growl. I'm like, she's pissed. She, um, <laughs> all day, whenever I'm at work, she will do nothing and lay on the couch, not move whatsoever. And the second I have a phone call, she's like, why are you speaking? Who are you talking to? <laughs> and she gets angry. So yeah. All right. This week in purchaser pass, Jack, what do you have for us? Uh, three real quick ones. A couple of them are a little bit farther out, but, uh, Purchaser pass, number one, that the Steelers will actually make it to the playoffs undefeated. They are 11-0. We talked about this earlier, that they'd, if they'd make it to 11-0, so I wanted to capitalize from this point. Um, I'm passing. I probably will, too. Their schedule actually looks really, really easy, which scares me. Um, but I think they're going to have a slip-up game or they'll bench players if they secure the number one seed. The fact that the Chiefs are 10-1 and a game behind them, um, is probably tough, but I think if the Chiefs lose one more, the Steelers could sit week 16 or week 17 and be fine. Right on. And your next one? Number two, uh, Adam Thielen comes back this week, like I mentioned. Uh, Does Justin Jefferson outperform Adam Thielen despite him returning? Pass. I will purchase, um, just because I think he has that game break ability. I think he's had two or three weeks in a row now of 100-plus yards, and uh, I think they're both going to do pretty well against the Jaguars here. So, Number three, uh, there was a little bit of discussion in the the group chat, I think a week ago or two weeks ago, of the whole um, Derrick Henry versus Kamara controversy, and Foster was kind of alone on an island there. Um, So I wanted to bring this up just in general for the rest of the season, but as far as at least this week, uh, I am saying purchaser pass that Derrick Henry outscores Kamara this week, even in a PPR format. So include the fact that Kamara gets receiving work typically. I know he hasn't as much with Taysom Hill, but... I'll give you that, and I'll still ask you if Henry beats him or not. Yep, I purchased. I, I'm with Foster. Yeah. I, I love Derrick Henry this year. I have him on my Dynasty League team, and he is just a beast. So, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to take him. So, I agree. I am purchasing, too. I, that's why I toss in the PPR thing where I'm trying to make a point that I don't, I don't care what format you're talking about. You can say that Henry doesn't catch a ball. I still think he's better. I, yeah, the, I would agree. He's the rare guy that is a top-tier running back, even without the receiving work. I would agree. I would agree. Looking over here at our um, our live chat, we have Jay Frank in the house. Jay making another appearance on the podcast. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, Jay says that he would wreck my times. And I, um, if you listened last week, which I don't expect you to, by the way, um, Jay, um, we got your, your Christmas card. Very, very lovely. Your your child is adorable. Nice. Yes, very, very nice. Um, if you could just sign up your kid for a YouTube account. Oh, and look, Sarah's watching as well. Get what? Sarah and your kid to sign up on YouTube and follow our we want two more subscribers by the end of this episode. So <laughs> Oh, and Jay hey, wants to know what's hair? going on with my hair. I have like the mad scientist hair going on. So I was having some technical issues like earlier this earlier tonight and I literally threw my hat across the room. So 
that and I forgot to put it back on and um I'm not gonna go get it. So it, it is what it is, Jay. So just deal with it. Yeah, just deal with Jay, it. Yeah, I want to know what you think of my hair if you're still watching. I'm very invested <laughs> now. So we want to say hi to the whole Frank family and we wish you guys a happy holidays and thank you so much. Oh. Thank you so much for um to They have us on three podcast. screens right now, so I hope that means they've subscribed three times. Dope. Yeah, I want to see them subscriber numbers go up. We need to be at 53 by the end of this episode. So, all right, we're <laughs> going to be moving on to our water bet board here. So, um, let's see here. Jack, you're behind this, so why don't, why don't you take it away, man? Yeah, I'll, it's kind of it's kind of my rambling stuff whenever I think of when I go in here and edit it. So, um, I'll toss out a few. I'm going to take the two of the three purchaser pass ones that I just made and toss them out as much better hair now. Um, <laughs> and I'll toss them out as season long bets for you. If you have a preference one way or the other. And if we both agree again, I'll just delete it. But do you have a preference from this point on starting today, rest of season, uh, Justin Jefferson versus Adam Thielen fantasy wise. Just no, um, no, I, I don't want any part of that. I don't want to root don't against want either one. Nope. Okay, that's fair. I hear you. Don't um, want to do it. How about how about if I gave you not just this week but the entire season, Derrick Henry versus Kamara in PPR? Uh yes. I will take for the rest of the season. Derrick Henry will be better than Alan Kamara for the rest of the season. I would. Yeah, take that. so will I. So <laughs> there's nothing there. I'm okay. I'm so confident though that Foster, if you're listening, I am with you, 100. I will die on that hill that Henry outperforms them in any league. So we'll get rid of that guy. Uh, number two, I talked about a little, a little earlier as a rookie breakout, but uh, Antonio Gibson had a breakout of 115 yards and three touchdowns on Thanksgiving Day. Would it be an overreaction to say that he would be a top 10 running back by end of season? Like, I think he is at this point with that blowout, but will he will he remain by season's end? So uh, we're, we're talking about fancy points. By the end of the year, you want him to be a top 10 Correct. running back. Okay. Yeah, so like by I, end of week 17. I think with how some of the, the players are going, like, you know, you talk about Zeke and you talk about Kamara, how they're having kind of these down weeks, and Gibson is really starting to come in his own and he's going to shine. I believe that he's going to be able to usurp some of these big names and going to be able to crack the top 10 by the end of the season. It's going to be close. I mean, like, I could definitely see him being a top 12 for sure. Like, that's just deadlock. But I do believe that he has what it takes and that system that they play in to be able to do have him be a top 10 running back. Yeah, I also agree. So I feel like I'm making these, I'm cherry picking these easy ones too much. But uh, I think he, it, it all depends on how they use him. I think if he, whenever he's given the touches, he's been able to to capitalize for the most part. He just hasn't gotten like bell cow carries, but uh, I think he will stay. Like I said, he's already an RB one now, but I think he will he will hang on. So we will get rid of that one, and I will move on to the next one quickly. Um, Miles Sanders, he was a first round draft pick in in our league and in most fantasy leagues this year. He's still averaging eleven point three despite a lot of the injuries, um, but I am saying bold take that he will not be an RB one rest of season just from here on. So delete anything else that's happened. He's back. He's healthy now. I still don't think he's going to do it. Um, I said that I believe that Sanders will be a top 15 running back at least one more time this season. I believe he's got a lot of talent. And even though he is, um, you know, he's, he's had an injury, you know, riddled season. I believe that Sanders will be able to score in the top 15 of running backs at least once this, uh, the rest of the season. I, I mean, I agree that he'll probably have one, good week just because he's the only guy there i just don't think that he'll um 
B, like if you took weeks, what are we on now? 13 through 17. I don't think he'll be an RB1 in those weeks combined. Um, love the guy. This is more about just how the Eagles are are running their offense this year. I mean, I don't think there's been good play calling made. And I think with Carson Wentz imploding and the offense just letting him get hit on every single play, they haven't been able to do a lot. So I don't, yeah. I, I think will he'll have a good week or two, like you said, but that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's about it. So I don't know if there's anything to water bet there or not. So yeah. I want okay. us to really feel like divided on one to be like, yes, no, that's it. So sure. I'll move on. Uh, I got two more toss outs. Maybe I kind of talked about it earlier with me loving Brandon cooks this week, but with Will Fuller's sus- suspension, do the Texans have another receiver on their team that will be top 15 rest of season? Yeah. I think Kitty Kiki, uh, I'm sorry. Kiki cutie. There you go. <laughs> or <laughs> oh my gosh. Or Brandon cooks. Um, uh, yeah. Deshaun Watson's too good to not not be able to make one of his receivers elevate to to a wide receiver one or to be a top 15 whatever it is that you said so i'm definitely going to be on deshaun watson's side and say yeah man put anybody out there i can make it happen yeah i agree especially when you're talking about a guy that's a deep threat like he could just catch one pass every single week and it might be a 40 yard touchdown. So correct. Uh, we'll move that one out. Uh, last chance here. Uh, Deandre Swift. I tried to toss this out two weeks ago, last time I was on, but then we found out that he had a concussion and at practice and didn't play. So Deandre Swift, um, assuming he does start this week. So if he doesn't start this week, we'll just start it next week, but sure. that he is a top 15 running back rest of season. Assuming he plays. Um, I think that if he does play and if he starts, uh this week he could be a top 15 running back just by the things i've said people uh some of the big names are falling off he could be and he is starting to heat up a little bit as well especially with the new coaching change like i said uh new coach comes in players are going to start playing with a fire under their ass you could see deandre swift be a top 15 by the end of the season is he going to be a top 15 running back each week starting now no i don't think so i think there's still gonna be some kinks in the offense that they're probably gonna have to work out and i mean i know matt stafford's good but i just don't think that the detroit offense is very i mean your your star player on that team is is um kenny galladay so they're gonna be feeding him the ball as much as they can that is their that is their bread and butter stafford to uh galladay so um but I do believe that DeAndre Swift will have enough to be able to be a top 15 by the end of the season. Well, I agree. So I'll try to make some harder ones next week because we just agreed on all of them. So, oh, well. Uh, a couple of old ones to recap. I'm not going to bother most of the season-long ones. We can just cover them at the end of the season. But a couple of old ones. Michael Thomas is not a wide receiver one from this point on. Rest of the season. I said that back in week 11. It is true. Currently, the last two weeks, he has not done much. I think he got 10 one week with a touchdown. But uh, even with him now being healthy, he's not doing it. So my season-long projection from the very start before season kicked off is still on fire. Michael Thomas is not always cracked up to be. He is a target monster. That's it. Uh, number two, Vikings make one of the wild card spots. I said yes. You said no. Uh, they're currently one play- one game out of the playoffs, one game behind Arizona. Thanks to that extra seventh team this year, but uh, we're going to keep a watch on that one. And uh, yeah, that's it to cover for old water bets. Okay. Uh, looking at the, the, the uh, listener chat here, Jay is not happy with my Kiki cutie. Um, hot take there. He says cutie. Come on. So sorry. Sorry, Jay to uh, not impress you with my football take, but I'm not a professional and I don't claim to be, I'm just here having fun. So 
With that being said, we are going to be moving on to our uh, victory formation here in our uh, in our podcast here. And I'm just taking a couple seconds to get our stream all set up. And it looks like we're good to go. So we are going to get started right meow. Actually, uh, one thing that I want to cover real quick. Last week was the side bet week 12, the longest quarterback pass, and it didn't need to be a touchdown. Ben was the winner. Nobody picked him in our Pick'em League to get uh, to pick Ben as the side bet winner. So the only person to ever guess one, uh, guess the side bet right was Ryan in week 12, myself in week 9, and then Jack in week 6, and, of course, Tyler in week 5. So... Like I said, it is week 13 now, and there are no more side bets, which is a big, big sad phase. So we are going to be moving on to the jack-of-all-trades. Jack, the trade deadline is tomorrow. Did you know that? I did. I am I am sad about it because I wish we could just keep trading all season, but I get it because you don't want playoff teams to do that. So I like that our trade deadline is the very, very end, though, like week 13 versus some that chop it off at like 10 or 11. Um, there haven't been any recently. I think the most recent one was two weeks ago with me and Al, yep. but uh, there have been none. So I don't know if most of the rest of the league realizes it's tomorrow. Hopefully if anybody hears this, they can actually go make a fun trade. Um, please for myself, Katie, Jordan, and Jay that are all eliminated, please don't go make a trade. Cause there's no reason for us to, cause Jay's locked into the last and we're not making the playoffs. So it only, it would only help another team, but anybody that's on the bubble, I think it'd be interesting if somebody uh, made one for tossing some, some marbles in and seeing what happened. Jay says, quick, send me all your worst trades. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's in. I like all it. Right. All right. We're going to be moving on to our next most popular segment of the podcast. And that is. Say my name, say my name. All right. So it is the time for team name update. Jack, what's going on? Same old, same old. Two people refuse to change it. Uh, we're at 10 That's out of 12 fine. like we've been most of the season, and it makes me sad. Um, my, I personally think I'm going to bring this up in front of the, the whole crew next year. I'm going to make a motion that uh, if you don't even bother to change your team name once, I don't care if you're changing it every week, whatever, but you got to change it once, especially when it's just a number. Um, you should just, just get a loss every week until you agree to change it. So that'll that'll be some incentive. I'm I sure I'll be no. but that's my opinion. <laughs> It's not tough. It takes you two seconds. Everybody's clever. Even if you're not, just pick something. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then as far as people, nobody else had changed theirs. So I, uh, anytime I see that and I put that in the notes, I'm like, well, I got to come up with something. So I went ahead and changed mine based on my recent acquisition from uh, Alex. So this is probably going deep dive nerdy here. But uh, for any of you guys that watched Yu-Gi-Oh! growing up, you know the the theme song and uh, the iconic, it's time to duel. I just changed it to Duke. So it's time to Duke. <laughs> okay. Right yeah, on, right that's on. That's all, all I right. got, man. It's late in the season. I'm exhausted. All right. Real quick, uh, before we get into victory formation, I know I said we were doing that like five minutes ago and we still haven't done it yet. So we have one more thing here. We got the ad drops. Actually, the waivers haven't gone through, so we can actually skip right through it. And before I forget... And that concludes team name update. <laughs> All right, we have to get that in, so we want to make sure. There are no adder drops from uh, this week yet, so there are four people who have zero dollars. I declare bankruptcy! Uh, but Katie, for some reason, still has $91. Katie, what 
what have you spent your money on this year? You had a hundred dollars. Go spend she it. She was like on the bubble for a while to make the playoffs. So like, if you would have spent all that, you are like getting a, the right person or two. You might actually be in the playoffs right now. Like, what are you doing? You can't take it with you next year. Spend your money. I'm out. I'm out. You know what I do? I declare bankruptcy. Yeah, that's what I do. I declare bankruptcy. All right. I agree. Moving on. Victory formation. Friends. All right. So I'll just get it quickly started off here. Jack, you lost to Ben. What happened? Uh, it was ugly. I put up 91.1, but Ben's team was dominant and put up 131. So I was pretty much gone anyway, but Ben is actually up to the number one seed. Right on. Moving on. It is my matchup versus Jay. I was an in Embarrassment. I lost to the worst team in the league. I may have just jeopardized my whole playoff appearance by losing to Jay. It makes my life so much tougher this week. Jay, he put up 112, a respectable 112. That's a really great, great win. And I put up a despicable 67.9 points. Jay essentially was just playing spoiler, and you know, he may have spoiled my season uh for beating me, but um that's the way the cookie crumbles. Jack, what happened next? Next, we got uh, Jordan putting up a whopping 69 and a half versus Cassie's 113. So these are all just blowouts this week. High scoring. Um, Cassie stays alive while Jordan's season is also over officially. Okay. And we are going to be moving on here to Josh versus Al. This was actually a nail biter of a matchup. Um, Alex barely beat Josh 97.1 to 95.9. Josh was just pissed in the group chat. And uh, I think he was also pissed on his podcast that he lost to Al because uh, he had to start some guy named, uh, hold on, what's his name? Greg, Greg Ward. Ward. Yuck. Uh, he, put, <laughs> he put up 0. 0.0. I'm sorry. He put up 0. 0.3 points and uh, he is just upset about that one. So, I mean, he didn't have to start him. He, he didn't. Started Deontay Johnson. Uh, would that have gotten him? Yes, it would have. Josh yeah. accidentally shot himself in the foot. Way to go, Josh. <laughs> 4.6 points, so it would have been just enough. I get gamble. I mean, you got to start somebody you know is doing it, but I would only – I mean, I would do it for most players up until you get to the Greg Ward tier of players. Then at that point, just play, and <laughs> play Deontay and hope the Steelers play their game. I would agree. I would have rather had a zero from Deontay Johnson than .3 from Greg Ward. Yeah, I get you're hoping for one catch, one play, but it's tough. I feel it for you. All right, next matchup, we're talking about Katie versus Foster. Katie put up a respectable 88.4, but that was nowhere near enough to go against Foster's 117.9. Foster just dominating over Katie and solidifying, almost um, putting himself in a really good position to be in the playoffs. We will see exactly what happens to that. Congratulations, Foster. Moving on to the next matchup. Last matchup is Tyler versus Ryan, another nail biter. Uh, I feel like these two, whenever they play each other every season, they always have like a low scoring matchup. It's always a, a defensive battle. But Tyler, 78.1, and Ryan, 81.9. So just barely. They both really needed to win here, but for different reasons. Um, Tyler drops out of the top two first round biases down to number three, but Ryan moves up to fourth with this win. So um, they're both, they both should make the playoffs at this point. I mean, everything's kind of still up in the air, but uh, kind of shakes up the playoff picture from the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that uh, that was unexpected. I was expecting Tyler to just destroy Ryan, and so was everybody else. But 
that's the way that's the way it goes all right we are moving on to our standings there are two teams who are at eight and four and that would be Ben and Josh, they are sitting up at the top of the leaderboard at eight and four. Next, we have four teams at seven and five, which is Tyler, Foster, Ryan, and Cassie. Then we have two teams at six and six. That's myself and Alex. Then we've got Jack here at five and seven. Katie and Jordan are sitting at four and eight. And then Jay is sitting in last place at three and nine. We have some playoff scenarios coming up here that I wanted to show you and this is exactly how it's going to look. Uh I must not have the the uh standings up. It's all right. Oh, no, here. Come on. Just go to the next one. And next one. There we go. Sorry about that. All right. So, if you can see here on the screen that for uh for Tyler, if Tyler wins, he's in. There's no problem. I mean, most likely, there's like a 99.9% chance that uh, Tyler's going to make the playoffs. But for some reason, if Tyler loses and I win and I outscore him by 114 points, along with a, a bunch of other stuff that happens, uh, t Tyler m might not make the playoffs. But I, d I doubt it. I mean, Tyler is definitely most likely going to be in the playoffs. Then we have Foster. If Foster wins, he's in. Foster makes a win, he is definitely in. If he loses, he has to make sure that I don't outscore him by 43.7 points if I win. If I do win and I outscore Foster, I could bump Foster if he loses. Same thing with Ryan. Ryan, all he needs to do is win. If he loses and I win, he needs to make sure that I don't outscore him by 27.5 points. And here's now where it starts to get really crazy. With Cassie, if she wins, she's in. But if she loses... I lose and Alex loses. She also makes the playoffs. If she loses and um, she just has to make sure if I win that she outscores me by 45 points and she outscores Alex by eight points. It's getting extremely muddy here. So I'm just going to make it easy on myself and Alex for this next two. If we win and Cassie, if I win and Cassie loses, I'm in the playoffs. Um, you can see on the screen that there are other things that can happen as well. I could win, Ryan could lose, and I could outscore a whole bunch of different people, and I would be in the playoffs. Same thing goes with Alex. The only way Alex is getting in is if uh, Alex, if he wins, and Cassie and I both lose this next week. So, Alex is a lot more muddy. He needs to jump two people for sure to be able to make the playoffs, and so I don't, I mean, it's it's just so much to talk about, but that is our current playoff scenario, and this week is going to be—it's um, going to be a lot of fun to see what happens. Jack, do you have any input on any of this whatsoever? Yeah, I mean, Alex kind of called his shot. It's been a destiny run, so if he can pull this off, it's going to be pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, I feel—I feel very bad, like if the standings hold how they are now, for either of the two of you guys missing the playoffs, because I mean, we've already talked about it probably more than anybody else cares to hear, but. You missing play very, very sad because I think you're poised to make a decent run when CMC comes back. So you're the team that I feel like is more scary than maybe the current five or six seeds. No offense to them. Um, whereas Alex, I feel like, has done a really, really good job of like manager, managing and like making some GM decisions for his roster this season. I feel like he's like definitely won multiple trades. So um, I think both of you guys 
would make some noise in the playoffs, but uh, it's going to be tough unless some things break your way. That being said, assuming Alex doesn't make it, if we look at Alex and then myself and the three people below me in the standings, that's a lot of championships in this league that are not making the playoffs this year. I mean, Alex has two championships, I think, in this league, if I remember right. Yeah, that's right. Um, He has at least two. So Alex has two. I have one, so that's up to three. Uh, Katie's below me, who has one. Jordan has three, so that brings it up to seven. And then Jay has... So the rest of us have seven. Um, and uh, yeah, that would be seven championships out of the playoffs. The only people that have won it that would be in the playoffs are Ben last year. Um, Ryan won one year, and I believe Tyler won before like any of the rest of us were in the league. But it would, uh, it would be a good chance for a, a new champion to be in with so many of us former champions missing out. So I think that's interesting how just every year is totally random. All right. Do you want to do you, you want to give me a minute to try and try and do an on-air bit that I just thought of a, a second ago? Sure. Okay. Go for it. All right. Hold on. We're going to be, we're going to be calling Alex here. We're cold calling him. Oh, I hope he's in the middle of his pod and we interrupt. I hope he is too. I would love it if Alex would pick up his phone right now. Do you want me to call Dave at the same time? They don't, you they don't record together, do they? Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, I'm calling yeah. Dave. You're going to call Dave? Yeah. If they both don't answer, then screw him. <laughs> I don't know what I'd say to Dave. I know I was going to say to Al, but I don't well, know. Well, I, I was I was just going to let you say something to Al through Dave. Well, Al, Dave can't hear me, Kenny. You'd have to... Put your headphones in. Well, what do you want to say? Or do you want me to? Have I was going to say Alex is manager of the year, according to the podcast. Oh. oh, I'll let him know. I'll pretend like I'm talking to his PR assistant. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to answer because they're busy. All right, moving on. All right. Moving so on. we're going to. Yeah, we're going to be moving on here. All right. So that was that was a major fail, Mary. Okay, so um, we went over standings. We went over. Uh, we've been over uh, playoff scenarios in the group chat. I'm sorry, not the group chat. I always want to call it the group chat. In the podcast chat, Sarah Frank says that I have too much time on my hands, and you are correct. And my wife would say that as well. All right, we're gonna talk about our weekly pick 'em now. Uh, last week. Actually, this is the going to be the last week, but last uh, last week, Ryan, uh, he is holding the dominant lead at 53. He is the only one who scored more than th- uh, three points this last week. Jordan stays at 48. Katie has 46. Alex has 44. Jack and Cassie both have 41. Tyler has 38, and I have an abysmal 34 points. This is the last week, so... Whoever wins it will be able to get that $80, and I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to be getting it, so that sucks. We can move on to our matchup previews, and actually we're not really doing matchup previews. All I have here for people is single team. Uh, The teams who are going to be uh, in the playoffs, I have teams for that, or I have, uh, we have little slides for them, so we'll just get started with that. And the first one that we are doing is Alex's team. Alex is trying to make the playoffs. He's got uh, Kyler Murray, Kareem Hunt, Giovanni, Michael Thomas. He's got Terry McLaurin, Rob Gronkowski. Actually, he's on by. He's probably not going to play him. Antonio Gibson, the Browns, and Youngway Koo. 
Jack, do you what do you see in Alex's team this week that would um, give you hope that he's going to make the playoffs, or do you have no hope for Alex to make the playoffs? I mean, I've got hope because I don't want to bet against the guy. I think he's had a lot of he's proved a lot, a lot of people wrong in other things or like in other times before. So um, he's got a really really solid team. I mean, Kyler's a beast. I feel like Giovanni Bernard's kind of been a flop since Mixon's gone out. Hunt's really not done a lot since Chubb has come back. Michael Thomas, I talked about, I don't think is wide receiver one in fantasy rest of the year. So, I mean, McLaurin and Gibson I love, but I feel like they take away from each other. I think it's very, very likely Alex is top six in scoring because, I mean, Kyler's as consistent as they come. Um, yeah. The rest of the team has has potential, but I think he has a lot of hoops to jump through to be able to make it even if he does get a win. So, I don't think it's in the cards, but uh, I think he'll make it interesting by at least getting a win. Okay. All right. Next team we're going to talk about is Cassie's team. She's got Matt Ryan, Kenyon Drake, Damian Harris, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Hunter Henry, Marvin Jones Jr., the Saints, and Harrison Butker. Jack, are you encouraged or discouraged about Cassie's chances to stay in the playoffs this week? I... I mean, I've bet against her all year. I've kind of been a doubter, and she's still proven me wrong. So I did pick her to score. Um, top six this week. I think I don't love Matt Ryan because he was flaky for me and she actually picked him up after I dropped him. But uh, the rest of them, I mean, her running backs are coming on. Tyreek Hill obviously put up like 51 points last week. So he alone could win it for you. Um, I think she's got probably as good a chance as anybody to be in the top six because there's enough of us that are going to be easily lower half. So she's she's right on the bubble for a reason. Right on. Okay, next matchup. We have Paul Foster. Paul Foster's got Ryan Fitzpatrick, free the beard. I've been saying it all year. Derrick Henry, Wayne Gallman, Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay, Austin Hooper, Sterling Shepard, Miami Dolphins defense, and Tyler Bass. Are you encouraged, discouraged? Um, not, yeah. Um, I mean, really quickly, I think Foster, I mean, he was my preseason pick at the start of the year, so I, I really am pulling for him to make the playoffs because I think he started slow and deserves to be in there. All comes down on Derrick Henry. I don't think Gallman's going to be amazing, but he should get, get you 10. Um, Thielen, kind of same thing. He's coming back this week. That's big. Big factor. If Galladay plays, I think he's a lock for top six this week. If not, it's going to be right down to the wire. So we'll see. But I do like the Fitzpatrick pickup. I hope uh, Tua doesn't end up playing last minute, and uh, we will see. Okay. Moving on, we have Ryan's team here. He's got Daniel Jones, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, Alfred Morris, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Parker, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Adams, the Washington football team defense and Jason Myers. Do you think he is going to pick up a win this week and keep his playoff spot? My bold prediction is he isn't top six this week, but he still makes the playoffs. Um, I think he's fourth place, but there'd be a few people would have to have some hoops to jump through to make it over him. Um, yeah. I think he'll be decent enough scoring. So I don't think, he, I think he could be in that like six to eight range. Tyler Lockett's been so boomer bust is rare for him uh goddard's good but Ertz is back this week Devonte adams is Devonte adams ceh is finally coming on so i think he'll be kind of right right down to the wire it's just going to depend on how other teams do right on all right next team that we're going to get into is tyler's team like i said earlier tyler is almost a shoe in he is almost a lock to make the playoffs but there is a very very mathematical uh chance that he could be um i wouldn't say ousted but he would be knocked down a peg Anyway, um, I just wanted to put his team in there. Russell Wilson, Delvin Cook, Chris Carson, Debo Samuel, Julio, Evan Ingram, DeAndre Swift, the Seahawks defense, and Justin Tucker. I mean, the, I mean, this should almost be no question here. Uh, Tyler should be able to get a top six score this week. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's nerve wracking to see a lot of question marks of guys on this team. I mean, Cook, Carson, Julio, and Swift are all questionable. I expect all of them to play except for maybe Julio. I think Swift got cleared today and Kirk and Carson both played last week and were okay. So um, I think Tyler is all but a lock to stay as the third seed because he's should easily be top six this week. Uh, that being said, he would need either Ben or Josh to lose and him score more points than them to hop into a bye again. So frustrating for Tyler, but I think he's going to probably stay at third. Okay. And the last team that we're going to go over, which is my team, I have Josh Allen, Naheem Hines, Latavius Murray, Robert Woods, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Melvin Gordon III, the Cardinals defense, and Daniel Carlson. That is going to be the makeup for my team this week, unless I decide to change it out a little bit. Jack, do you think I will be able to have enough firepower to make the top six? Oh, man, I'm pulling for you. Um, I picked you this week as one of my six, but... um... It's tough because your team some weeks is putting up 120 and then last week you put up 60 something against Jay. So it's like, who knows? Um, I think it's going to be a heartbreaker if you, you happen to get top six and then not, um, not have one of those other guys on the bubble lose guys or girls lose and you won't be able to take their spot. But I think you should at least be able to get top six. Then you just got to hope and pray that something falls your way with one of the other guys. Alrighty. And so we are going to be hopefully moving on to that. Yeah. I mean, we are moving on to that. I want to transition over to here. All right, so real quick, we have all of our picks in. Uh, four out of eight participants in the pick'em picked Alex. That would be Alex, Jordan, Tyler, and myself who picked Alex. For Ben, uh, Alex, actually all eight of us picked it. So Alex, Cassie, yeah. Jack, Jordan, Katie, Ryan, Tyler, and myself picked Ben to be in the top six. Four out of eight people picked Cassie. That Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one sec. I need to go back. Alex, Cassie, Jack, Jordan, Ryan, and Tyler all picked Ben to be their Stone Cold Lock of the Century. All right, moving on to Cassie. Again, she had four out of eight uh, participants select her to be a top six player this week. That would be herself, Jack, Ryan, and Tyler. Moving on, we have Foster. Six out of eight people picked him to be a top six contestant this week. So Cassie, Jack, Katie, Ryan, Tyler, and myself, and I picked Foster to be my Stone Cold Lock of the Century. Jack, don't be depressed, but only one person picked you to be a top six player this week, and that'd be Alex. But even though you were picked by only one person, the next person was picked by zero people, and that means Jay, that is right, Jay wasn't picked by anybody to be a top six contender this week. So sorry to hear that. Jay. Josh, you were the next person to be eight out of eight people selected to be a top six player this week. That means Alex, Cassie, Jack, Jordan, Katie, Ryan, Tyler, and myself all picked you. And Katie also picked you to be your Stone Cold Lock of the Century. Moving on, Jordan was picked by one person, and it was Jordan himself who picked him to be a top six player this week. Moving on to Katie. Katie, there was two people who selected you. That would be Cassie and Jordan who selected you to be a top six player this week. Ryan, there was also two people who selected you to be a top six player. That was Katie and Ryan. Moving on to Tyler, seven out of eight people, which is surprising um, that only seven people picked Tyler and not eight to be the top six player this week. And that was Alex, Cassie, Jack, Jordan, Katie, Ryan, and myself. Tyler did not pick himself to be a top 
six player and the last person in the league. There was that is myself. Five out of eight people this week selected me to be a top six player. That would be Cassie picked me, Jack, Katie, Tyler, and then myself picked me to be a top six player this week. Who boy, Jack, we got through it all. Man. All right, so we're going to move into guillotine. Perfect. What happened last week in guillotine? Uh, Foster was finally eliminated after like okay. four close calls. It felt like every single week um, he was hanging on there, but he made it to the top six and he is out. So um, the remaining players or teams left are Josh, Tyler, Al, Dave, and Jordan, four out of five Victoria's Secret members, and uh, one Dave who is surviving by a LaMichael P. Ryan. So uh, the key people that Foster let up, not that anybody really had a whole lot of money to spend yet, but I believe this was the final week everybody could pick up players. Um, so people that got bid on by Foster, uh, Josh bought Aaron Jones for 75. Uh, Josh also bought Terry McLaurin for 75. Josh also bought Russell Wilson for 75. Uh, and then Dave bought Lamar and Grant for a dollar each. So everybody's teams from this point on are locked in and uh, five people left. So we will see. Um, I personally, this is, oh, good. This is for Josh here real quick. He is now bankrupt. I declare bankruptcy. Yeah, he was very excited about it. <laughs> All right, is there anything more with Guillotine League? Uh, really, I just feel like Josh's team is a runaway at this point. His team is like very beastly. Everybody's teams are great, but his team is insane. The fact that he even has McCaffrey sitting on his bench. So if Josh doesn't win at all at this point, I think it's a, a disappointment. Um, that being said, I think the other four are all easily close. I mean, it, it's you got to survive four more weeks. It's not like you just got to win one now. So um, I feel like any of them could win at this point. I think I'm pulling for Jordan because half of his roster is my former roster. But uh, um, Dave and Al, both both um, uh, co-podcast hosts that are going strong still, and then Tyler as well. So somebody take Josh down, or Josh is just going to run away with it from the start. Okay, let's get into our dynasty real quick. Jack, what happened mm. in your dynasty? Oh, I lost. I looked like crap. Uh, I scored like 57 points versus Foster's 98. I really needed to beat him because it could have kept him out of the playoffs and it would have knocked him down for uh, a better draft pick for me because I was first, so I was really counting on it, but... I switched last minute from Carson Wentz to Derek Carr, who was playing the worst defense in the league, Atlanta Falcons, and he got 0.6 points because uh, Boyd, Lockett, and my tight end all had letdowns of like five points or less. So no chance for me. I am still in second place, um, but there's five teams behind me at seven and five, which is one game behind. So technically there's a scenario where like all five of them could win and bump me out, but I think a couple of them are playing each other. So I am in no matter what, but – I could easily go from number two seed to like four or five, which would suck. Okay. Uh, last week I had a dominant, dominant performance against the gully wumpers. Uh, he, I played him week one last, uh, I'm sorry. I played him week one this season and I lost to him in a very high scoring matchup as well. So it was nice to be able to get my revenge. I put up 120 to his 99. I lock up first place. That's right. Folks. Walters is in first place and hold on one sec. Okay, good. I just want to make sure my audio bot was still running. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I always have to check it. I just want to make sure that it doesn't freeze. So, uh, I locked up. I locked up first place. I'm gonna be in first place. I don't think anybody could usurp me. Even if I lose and Jack wins, I'm gonna have way more yeah. points than him. So, hello, week one bye in the playoffs. How ya, Darren? 
All right. I so, really, I really need the week one buy because I'm gonna get bounced early otherwise. Uh, you could have it if you oh, win. You, you're in, I man. No, I just need to win. All right. Speaking of my uh, garlic compression, did you like my garlic compression there? That was actually pretty decent. So it was very impressive. I was waiting for you to have the shades out and everything like. Oh God! Yeah, that was that was amazing. Um, I'm I'm pulling up the uh, DFS league here real quick, and if I can type in my password real quick. We have the Hood DFS play along. I don't exactly know why we keep on covering this, but that's fine. Um, I'm Mainly because now... you and I are, are doing well. That's oh, yeah, that's right. There. We are doing well, Jack. Thank you for <laughs> yeah. reminding me. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to that, we I'm pulling up the standings here. Do, 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 so do. last week, um, I was tied for first in points overall with 164. Dominant out of 20 people. Walters, you were 10th, but you still had 120, so it's not like you dropped off. And then uh, the only other relevant one for us, because we've been chasing her, it seems like all year, Nikita had a huge lead coming in. Uh, Garlic mentioned this on their pod the other night, but she had a huge drop after her start of the season really good. Um, she was 19th place, so literally behind every single person except for Josh. So we all caught up to her a little bit, which which helps us a lot. I don't know if you want to talk about the standings overall. Or at least Standings real quick. Us. We have some guy named Responsibilities who is in first place with 1506. Then some guy named Vinegar Strokes who has 1,500. And then there is in third place Mr. Mihoff Jack with 1,490 points. Then in fourth place is Nikita Mitchell that you just mentioned, 1,478 points. And then yours truly in fifth place with 1,469 points. So I'm in top five right now. Um, I would like to be back on at least the... uh, the podium and uh, take all that cash at the end of the year, but we'll see how that goes. I have to have some amazing weeks coming up here. So, but that's all right. Is there anybody real quick? I don't have anybody that I, I haven't even looked into it yet, but are there a few players that you wanted to highlight this week? Yeah, just a couple. I was looking at it today while I was doing the notes and stuff. Um, might change it around. I always kind of tinker with it, but I really like Brandon Cooks like we talked about earlier. I think he's a cheaper wide receiver buy right now, so I think he has the potential to take any touchdown to the house, and he's now their de facto number one, so I really like him this week. Uh, I usually try to look for cheaper quarterbacks because I just don't want to spend nine, $10,000 for Mahomes on a given week, but uh, Kirk Cousins tripling down on him. Third time I talked about him on the pod, I think he's got a really good matchup versus Jacksonville to at least not flop um which on that note i put up 164 last week despite starting Derek carr as my quarterback in dfs so that was a zero pointer so i'm just trying not to do that again um and then if you're looking for like a really cheap option dart throw for like a flex guy i like denzel mims versus the raiders i think they have darnold back on the jets and i think they're going to take a lot of deep shots losing in the game so he could be somebody that if you you don't have enough money to get anybody else i'm going to try to try to toss out all right jack we have one more thing to cover that I forgot oh. to cover. Oh, yeah. We have a listener message, too. and we're going to play it right now. Yeah, hi. This is Travis Leahy, uh, Trevor's younger brother. Oh. See, I'm just calling in with a question for you guys. Um, if you had to pick one division in the NFL to make a super offense with, as in one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end. But you have to use one from each team, so not no doubling up. Who would it be? For example, if you use the NFC North, you might have, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, Allen Robinson, and TJ Hawkinson, for example. Okay, let me know. Bye. Okay, so I'm going to do the uh, the NFC South. 
And that's what I was gonna do. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, I'll do no, the no, no, AFC do South. I'll do the teams. AFC South. That's fine. I'll do the AFC South. Okay. okay. Uh, so the AFC South teams are Houston, Jacksonville. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee and... I- Indy. No. Yes. Indy. Okay. Yep. Quarterback is definitely Deshaun Watson. Running back is Derrick Henry. Wide receiver has got to be who are the other teams I'm missing? Oh, it's got to be DJ Chark, Dick, and <laughs> my the tight. Who, oh, uh, yeah. Who's the uh, Mo Alley Cox? I'm gonna go Mo well, Alley Cox. Okay. <laughs> that saved it. That's actually a good tight end pick. I like that. Um, I would go NFC South pretty pretty confidently for me. Um, starting with the easy ones, I think I'd take. Uh, CMC off of the Panthers, just lock up my running back spot. Yep. Number t- number two, narrowing down with the tight ends. I don't think any of the tight ends are are even remotely dominant except for Gronk. So I'm okay, gonna pick Gronk. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just meant the other three, like Jared gotcha. Cook. Um, gotcha. Whoever the hell the other two even start at this point. So I would go CMC Gronk, and then that leaves the Falcons and Saints. Saints. Thank you. Um, between the, I mean, it's it's either Julio or Michael Thomas, and it's either Matt Ryan or Drew Brees. So I would probably yeah. go Drew Brees at that point and stick with yep. Julio. Just that's it. I think Julio is definitely the, is the best, if not second best, wide receiver in the league when he's healthy. So I think if you have Brees thrown to Julio and Kronk with CMC out of the backfield, I'd put that up against any division. So if anybody's listening and comes up with a better division lineup, I'd love to hear it because I think mine could take any of them on. Right on. Okay. So. Travis we are going to be heading into our outro. So, Jack, is there anything else that you want to say this week? Not a whole lot. We don't have Thursday Night Football this week, so you guys aren't aren't watching any of that, unfortunately. But we got uh, two Monday night games and a Tuesday night game. So looking forward to that. And uh, this last playoff push, I'm out, so I don't care anymore, but excited to see what happens with everybody else. Right on. I would like to say good luck to all of the people who are contending for a playoff spot this weekend. Actually, I wish you bad luck, and I want to win it all. So, it is uh, that. That's that. So, um, I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna head to the group chat and do the self-deprecating thing and say that I'm the worst team in the world and my team sucks and I don't deserve a win. But apparently, that's uh, everybody else can do that, but I can. You know, I make say one bad thing about my team and I get I get lit up in the group chat. So I'm probably oh, just gonna. Amazing, I know. I'm gonna avoid it. So, um. With that being said, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, thank you for watching our YouTube stream. Please, please hit the subscribe button and uh, we want to be able to get to 100 subs. www.anchor.fm slash thevictoriouspod. You can find us on Twitter at victoriouspod and don't forget about our email. You can find us um, uh, at victoriouspod at gmail.com. Jack? Thank you so much, man. I appreciate all your hard work. I appreciate you being back. This is a super fun podcast. Like I said, I just felt kind of awkward with Al. I mean, Alex and I have always done this for a long time, and we always had some kind of back-and-forth awkwardness, but that's okay. One thing I did want to ask you is, did you feel like I was talking with, you know, were you the jealous girlfriend? Like, here's Walter's talking with his ex, you know? I mean. No, I felt like the entire time I kept YouTube commenting because I was just like, Oh, they're actually doing really, really well. I'm happy, but I'm also like left out. So yeah, <laughs> there's a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm the new one that came in, and once once Al 
broke up or left or whatever happened. I don't know. I, I'm the new one trying to fill in. So I'm just trying to trying to make Al proud and fill him in. So right on. Well, we appreciate you here on the victorious POD and we can't wait for you to be back next week. So good night, Jack. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and follow us. Good night, folks. Bye. Thank you.